The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This is Make It Pine. Make It Pine. M-I-P. With Masamela Matsumo. Mark Thompson. Make It Pine. Get woke. IKG-info.com. Hope you all ordered the timeline for your wall and your children's walls and the young people in your life and the adults too. Tony Browder with us every day of Black History Month. Tony Browder, totally IKG Cultural Resources, the Asa Restoration Project, 30 archaeological missions to Egypt since 2000, uh, since 2009. Um, and we're happy to have him with us. Welcome again, brother Hotep. Uh, thank you, Hotep, brother. What does Hotep mean again? Peace. All right, then. Peace to you, my brother. <laughs> it's, it's interesting, too, by the way. It, we talked before about our men and how common that expression is mm-hmm. amongst all the religions. But all of the faiths also have their own version of peace. Peace. Yeah. We say peace in English or peace be unto you. We say mm-hmm. assalamu alaikum mm-hmm. in Arabic. And we say hotep in the Metanetra, which means peace. And let me just remind everybody, we turn it out probably on this mission. Because it's only been probably the past 20 years or less that the term has been vulgarized. Um, you know, we call each other the N-word, and that's a term of endearment. But then when we say people use hotep to um, knock some of the very consciousness that Brother Tony and I are talking about, and that's, we got to change it. That's unacceptable. unacceptable. Mm-hmm. So, so that's that's why we're here. That's why we're uh, we're having these conversations. Um, and folks, there's so much knowledge and information we're sharing. I, I hate to skip around, but I hope you all are keeping up with it. And these, all of these shows live where you're listening to them and watching them anyway. So you can go back and, and, and get caught up if you have not. I want to go back to um, Heru being hidden in Egypt from those who wanted to take him out and Jesus as well. Now it also says that Jesus, I believe as an adolescent studied in the Egyptian mystery schools. Talk to us about it. First of all, even the, the, the interpretation 
of these schools as mystery schools mm -hmm. is, is a from a Eurocentric lens, is it not? Exactly, exactly. Uh, that term was a term that came into prominence by the Greeks, and we should take that term literally. A mystery school was a, what went on in the mystery schools was a mystery to the people outside of the schools, which were established in Kemet, in Africa. So the knowledge in Africa was a mystery to the Europeans who lived outside of Africa. And as they began to come into the Nile Valley, they saw these people who had developed this vast civilization, something that far exceeded their expectation as to what was humanly possible. They saw these temples, these uh, incredible temples, larger than anything that they had ever imagined. And so they wanted to know who these people were. They wanted to understand what they knew and how did they learn this information. So the, the, the places where this knowledge was taught was considered to be a mystery to outsiders in every single temple in, in Kemet, and I can't overemphasize this, this fact, every simple Kemet in Kemet was a university. It was where specific knowledge was taught. So at the so-called temple uh, of On or Heliopolis, where the priests resided, uh, that's where all the astronomical knowledge was maintained. At uh, the temple of uh, Waset, that's where uh, the image and the information regarding the Netra Amen was housed, the unseen presence of God Almighty. And as I mentioned in the previous podcast, brother, that temple is the largest temple ever built by humans on earth. 82,000 people worked within that environment. And there were, there were, there were great libraries in these temples. This also explodes the notion that everything in Africa was uncivilized, uneducated. That was the other thing that was used against us. Sure, that we were illiterate. In, in, illiterate, enslaved. Mm -hmm. uh, that was used against us to enslave us and colonize us. You alluded to something too, Tony, in the last broadcast about the, the mythology in even in other parts of Africa, the Yoruba. Um, we talked before about the Sudan and Ethiopia so at some point along the way, what was going on in, in Kemet to some extent, because of the vastness of the continent, there were other simultaneous civilizations and discoveries being made in other parts of Africa too, uh, weren't they? Absolutely. And that begs the question or, or the need for further archaeological study in Sudan, in Ethiopia, in South Africa, in Ghana, in Senegal. I had a co uh, conversation this past week with a colleague of mine who was uh, telling me that there is evidence of um, archaeological remains in Ghana that may in fact be older than Kemet. So we have to do the digging. The truth has to be, uh, has, has to literally be dug out of the earth in order for us to understand what the human beings who preceded us have done. And maybe that's the reason why Arthur Schomburg wrote this incredible essay in the 1920s entitled The Negro Digs Up His Past. And it was that article that inspired a young John Henry Clark to come to New York and to meet Arthur Schomburg and begin his great and mighty walk. Which, which actually um, uh, became a movie. Absolutely. Uh, and for those of you not, I, I think it's available. 
It is. Okay. Online, produced by Wesley Snipes. And yes. the reason, let me give you this backstory. Wesley Snipes grew up in Harlem. Wesley Snipes used to attend many of the lectures um, at First World, where all of our scholars, all of our giants lectured. And Wesley, if I'm not mistaken, was a student at, at City College and was influenced by uh, Lynn Jeffries, who was the chair of Black Studies, and Jane Small, who was his right-hand man. Uh, and Wesley promised them that when he went to Hollywood and became an actor and signed his seven-picture deal, he was going to create a production company and call it Amon Ra Films. Then he was going to do a series of documentaries on our scholars. The very first one was of John Henry Clark. John Henry Clark, a great and mighty walk. Uh, we were in the process of, I was working with his production crew in Egypt in 2000, as they were working on the documentary for uh, Dr. Ben, Dr. Yosef Ben Yelkinen. And that um, came to a halt when Wesley ran into his tax problems. And the rest, as they say, is history. More MIP after this message. And folks, before there was viral social media, before there was social media, not just a little before, um, people like Dr. John Henry Clark would take his great and mighty walk through the streets of Harlem. I would be with him and people would stop. He was a rock star. Yes, indeed. And now I, I'm not seeing any other scholars necessarily be treated that way. You know, musicians, everybody watched the Super Bowl this past weekend. And not folks, everybody. I didn't watch it. Yeah, that's right. But it's, <laughs> many of us did. Many did. And went crazy. I watched it, but I didn't. I watched it with some uh, uh, despair. Yeah. Because, you know, it's interesting how we get caught up in that kind of thing. And there's still a lot of things going on with the NFL that are unresolved from cap. And 10 other things have come up since cap, by the way. Mm -hmm. but, but the point is, that's what a lot of us follow. To see... Um, a bald-headed brother who looks like Imhotep. <laughs> First of all, let me tell you, what Dr. Dr. Clark, toward the end of his life, had lost his eyesight. Yeah. And um, I would pick him up. I would come spend time with him in Harlem. I was still living in Washington, D.C., and I'd come to D.C. to spend time with him and bring several classmates with me. And, I, you know, we, we'd drive. I might rent a van or something, rent a vehicle pull up to his place in Harlem and he would want to go get something to eat. First of all, mm -hmm. love to go to Jamaican hot pot. There you go. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and Tony, he would get in the passenger side in the front seat. He was blind. And we, st I'd start driving. He said, okay, make this right. I said, hold it. Wait a minute. Let me make this right. How do you know? He knew his community so well Absolutely. and you know I, I think it's actually somewhat true you know some people say when when you lose one sense mm -hmm. the others get strengthened mm -hmm. get in hand become in hands right 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 so he had an intuition yeah. and a spiritual intellectual awareness Absolutely. that no one else had so we get out of the the vehicle to walk a block or wherever we had to park to go to the jamaican hot pot <laughs> Children, young children and old people. Dr. Clark, Dr. Clark. And I'm like, whoa, this isn't Michael Jackson. 
You know, I mean, and 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 there were even a couple of people who were celebrities. They might be walking down the street, mm-hmm. and all the attention would leave them and go on Dr. John Henry Clark. So, so everyone. Uh, I, I I was with Spike Lee last week on another project. So I'm, I'm going to talk about it right now. But y'all learn about it. and and stay tuned. He we talked about Dr. Clark and Dr. Ben and those scholars and his awareness. You could not live here exactly. Uh, in New York and, and not know about these great people. The the organization of Afro-American unity, the Muslim Mosque Incorporated, the initial conversations to build those organizations began in Dr. Clark's living room. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I'm sitting in his house, sitting in a chair. Malcolm sat there as we began. I jumped about the chair and said, what? Who said <laughs> As we began, and that's how he spoke. As we began the discussion <laughs> of the old AAU, so um, we were blessed, absolutely. And and now, just by by way of of knowledge and information, let me just throw this out there: since we're sending people to the website, are some of those um, films and videos of the scholars also available? Um, they're not available right now, but we're in the process of digitizing them. I've got all of these scholars. And let me let me tell you two quick uh, Dr. Clark stories. I mean, he was such a, a wonderful spirit. Um, for those who are older than, than, than 50, you remember from the 1960s and 1970s, the Budweiser Great Kings and Queens of Africa posters. That's right. I was a student at Howard University. Every time a new poster came out, I got it, posted it up on my wall. It dealt with all the kings and queens of Kemet. It dealt with kings and other rulers in Southern Africa, West Africa. It taught us African history. What I didn't find out until late in the game, and and, and the interesting thing about this, this poster series, I believe it was about 24 posters in the series that Budweiser did in every, every Black History Month, uh, a, a new... Uh, brand of posters came out. What I didn't realize until late in the game that all of the historical narratives about these African personalities were written by John Henry Clark. And some of his colleagues asked, well, Dr. Clark, this is Budweiser. Why would you work with Budweiser to do these posters? He said, because black people drink beer too. And while they, while they're, they're in the bar drinking, they might as well learn some history. So you, you, you go where the people are. That's why he was so well-loved by the people because he, he was right there with them. He wasn't above them. He wasn't below them. He was right there with them. And he showed them the value of knowing, knowing your past. Another quick story is in, in the book that you've been referencing throughout several of these podcasts, Now Valley Contributions to Civilization, the introduction to that book is written by John Henry Clark. And I have on the dedication page a photograph that I took in 1989, September 1989, at the Elder Symposium, where I brought together John Henry Clark, John G. Jackson, and Dr. Yost Ben Yuckin. Uh, Jackson taught Clark, Clark and Jackson taught Dr. Ben. So as I'm, you know, sitting in the green room, you know, just 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 marveling in um, in this in this gathering of brothers and just listening to them talk among each other, I hear Clark. And Jackson, Jackson is is an about atheist. He used to write tracks for the American Atheist Society, right? And I'm hearing them talking, and they're talking about God. 
you know, a deep conversation about God and what God has meant to them in their lives. And I had to interrupt them. And I said, well, wait a minute, brothers. I thought I thought you didn't believe in, in the European Judeo-Christian concept of God. And Dr. Clark, <laughs> in his way, said, just because I am not religious does not mean I am not spiritual. I am talking about African spirituality. And that is the source from which many of the Western concepts of God have evolved. And I'm one who is a strong proponent of going to the source and getting primary information as opposed to getting interpretations from secondhand or thirdhand sources. More MIP after this message. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And, and a lot of us say now that's an evolved uh, expression as well. How many of us say, think about it, that we are more spiritual than religious or that we're spiritual and not religious? Mm -hmm. you know, because now, uh, and that has been um, the fate of the Western religions. People question things now more than we, we all came up. This is what you are. This is what you have to be. And, and what Dr. Clark and others did um, was, was Tony, uh, help us to rethink some of that. That doesn't mean you leave necessarily what you're doing, but that you're more aware of it. You know, uh, you know, people who might learn this information say, well, why are we Christians? And I would say, well, you know, those who are Christians need to be made aware that Christianity is more uh, African than you think it is. Exactly. And and I remember when Pope John Paul II died, the founder of the African-American Catholic congregation and myself, uh, Bishop George Stallings did a whole show about how the way the, the Pope was laid out and the way he was dressed was uh, is a pharaonic funeral, mm -hmm. pretty much. Mm -hmm. On the mitre, mm -hmm. which the pharaohs wore, and he had the crook and the arms crossed. Mm -hmm. And some Catholics tried to run me off the air. That was <laughs> that was blasphemous. Mm -hmm. um, but but all of that, the, the veneration of the saints in Catholicism. Yes, absolutely. You know, you look at all of this imagery, the crypts that were built, mm -hmm. the 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 headdress, all that we got it. We got to take a look at. But, but more for folks, we'll be back Monday. Total Tony Browder. Uh, stay tuned, uh, and also we encourage you to go to ikg-info.com to find out more, as well as acerestorationproject.com. Thanks, Tony. Have a good weekend, brother. My pleasure, brother. You take care. Peace. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been Made Plain. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, 
visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. 